This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is number 40, Jason DeSalvo, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. I want to thank Weisco Performance Products, carries a full line of forged pistons, precision clutch baskets, clutch hubs, spring shafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, visit Weisco.com. Just wrapped up a call with Benny Bloss, 450 Pro Motocross Racer. Had a good time with him. Now we're going to go to Sean Bice, who is a, a uh, he's the press dude for Moto America. And uh, formerly with uh, Yamaha, of course, we had him on many times, spoke to him many times when he was with Yamaha, and now he's he's the press guy from Moto America, and he joins us now. Sean, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, guys. Great to be back on. Love, I love your show so much. We, we don't as much, but... Uh, <laughs> and we don't hear that very often, so it's uh, yeah. really nice to hear that. It's really surprising, yeah. actually. Uh, <laughs> what's going on with you? <laughs> Well, first of all, it is kind of weird that I don't really have a title with Moto America still, but, um, you know, I, I'm kind of still doing what I started doing last March, which is writing content for the website and kind of doing uh, a lot of work at the track, press conference work, working with Paul for others, the communications manager and stuff. So um, it's been great. I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's really fantastic. And it's just what I thought it would be in terms of kind of, you know, spreading my uh, my feelings or my, my love of the sport beyond just one brand, and, and I've enjoyed that a lot. I just wrote a story on Roger Hayden and the fact that, you know, you think a guy from that part of the country and in that family doesn't have time to do anything else besides ride motorcycles. It seems like he's always on two wheels and a pedal bike if he's not on one with a motor, but he's actually quite an outdoorsman, and I... I wrote a story about his hunting and fishing uh, es- escapades, and that was kind of fun to do, too. So, yeah, having a good time. Did you do any hunting and fishing to, to uh, you know, like research story? Back the story up. I would not go out in the woods with Roger Hayden and a shotgun <laughs> if you paid me. Why? Guy, oh, man, he's intense. And if he doesn't like you, he's absolutely the guy I assume would just end it all and have a good story to cover with. Well, you know, it's his pinky that's missing. It's not his trigger finger, so. <laughs> yeah, no oh, kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> um, hey, you guys, I got another one for you. You've been talking about Travis Pastrana, and, uh, man, that was great. I love that kid. He's, he's an awesome guy, great for the sport, and I really think it did help elevate things a lot. I even talked to my mom and dad today who are both 80 years old, and I said, I just happened to say, were you watching? Like, oh, yeah, we watched the whole thing, and. They're not even vaguely interested in motorcycles, and they enjoyed it. So, But here's my thing. If he hadn't have made it, he would have had to change his name to Travis Pastrami. So. <laughs> oh, good one. I <laughs> like <yeah>. it. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's really is bad. That's kind of what I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how's everything at Moto America? It's great. I mean, it's getting better all the time. The You know, every round we have, um, I work on uh, going through the entry list and kind of making sure names are spelled right, hometowns and stuff like that. And, I mean, every all the all the classes are really getting bigger all the time. 
funny. The Stock 1000 class for Utah, our next round coming up, has six BMWs in it. And it started out this year with only one, which was Travis Wyman, who's leading the series. And uh, so he's got five other, you know, comparable bikes to go up against as well as everybody else. So those support classes are doing great. You know, the Twins Cup class is great because, you know, you get a lot of club riders who are on SB650s and those those FCO7, MTO7s, and even Kawasaki Twins. And, you know, it's a fun class for them, too. But, but you know, it's it's going excellent. Um, one of the things, excuse me, that I wanted to talk to you guys about is um, last time I was on, I, I think I told you about a story I wrote where I was pointing out the fact that we have riders from almost every continent in the world that are racing in our series. And except for except for Antarctica, because, you know, penguins, they can't get their knee down. Their legs are too short. But, uh um, anyway, uh, we just recently... It's like Scott's here, even when he's not here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of comfort. Yeah. We're like kindred like spirits. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and you're admitting uh, that. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah I'm an evil twin. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, so BN Sports recently removed the geoblocks from YouTube, and we were getting a lot of fans from other countries that were saying, hey, we'd love to see your series. I mean, fans of Tony Elliott in Spain. And, you know, I still work with Westby Racing, so Matthew Skoltz is a writer I work closely with. Valentin DeBees. Yeah, DeBees. Uh, you know, Richie Escalante from Mexico. Or so, our favorite well, Canadian, Bovier. Well, I, I will say that, that Braden Ort is, in fact, Canadian. He's from Calgary, Alberta. But, yeah, Bovier's from Roseville, not quite Canada, although it's I, northern California. It's the French-Canadian uh, spelling of his name that always makes me say that. Yeah, I don't know if he likes poutine or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's hard uh, not to. Do you guys even know what that is? Oh, absolutely. It's French yeah. fries. I, got, I got yeah. married the first time in uh, northern Ontario, so I've had a fair bit of poutine. There's a, that, uh, that stuff's the best. We have a local pub on my way home, actually, that sells poutine. And when I first saw it on the menu, I'm like, what is this? Because I thought of something else. And uh, But it's it's just like super unhealthy. Yeah. You take, you take, so you take potatoes, you deep fry them in fat, and then you load them with a bunch of other stuff that's terrible for you. And you got, voila, The only way poutine. to make it better would be put a chili dog on top. Oh, and they then do that, actually. <laughs> Call it a done. That would be this. so good. Yeah, it's like, fr- it's like fries, gravy, and cheese curd. I mean, yeah. all, all the important food groups are covered there. But so. it's so tasty. Well, you got beer on top of that. And the flavor is just amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so good. But yeah, so now now fans overseas can go on YouTube and watch our races a week after you know they're they're shown live in this country. So you know it's going to help us a lot because even though it is called Moto America, I mean we do have a huge international flavor to uh, to our sport um, in our, our series, I should say. So, That's great. How um, many? Uh, yeah. How many, Sean, how many viewers have you got right away or extra subscribers? Have you guys tracked that at all? Or You know, so I'm sure somebody probably is. They try to keep me away from the numbers because, uh, man, I cannot add, add up two numbers to save my life. So it's just bad. I'm saying, you're a content guy, not an accountant. Right. You're a content <laughs> yeah. guy. Not the exactly. accountant. Are you getting exactly. to go to, Sean, I know I asked you the last time and, and you said you, you hadn't yet attended every single one of the races. Are you getting to go to more of them now? Or are there certain geographies, uh, certain areas of the country that you're going to be able to hit more? 
No, I mean, I've, I uh, I go to all the rounds um, just like I did with Yamaha, but now, you know, ever since I started in March, it's before the season started. Yeah, I've been going to all the rounds, and one of the things I do when we're at the track um, is I also kind of I do a little bit of uh, idea mining, so to speak, through the paddock, talking to the guys and try to get drum up some story ideas. But I also help Paul a lot with the press conferences. You know, we do Facebook Live, and everybody gets to see our press conferences. So he's usually the MC of it, and I'm in the back, you know, running the phone, making sure that people see it. So it's on. So yeah, I'm at all the rounds. It's great. Um, I, it's fantastic series, I, and I'm looking forward to Utah next week too. Does the travel um, get to be a grind for you ever, Sean? Um, you know, we have enough of a space, I think, between most of our rounds. It's very rare that we um, we have, you know, one after another. I mean, I, I talked to Andrea Wilson quite a bit, you know, photographer who actually is doing work for Stenson Racing and Colby Carlisle and Jake Johnson this year. And they that flat track schedule is almost NASCAR-like. And I, I have to say, that would be pretty tough to deal with. But ours is, you know, spread out enough where it's not so bad. I'm okay with it. In fact, I enjoy it a lot. So, not much of a home life then, huh? That's what you're saying. Well, you know, my I'm old enough. My son is actually 23, so he's out of the house now. And you know, my wife uh, my wife's home for the summer, being a school teacher. But uh, does she like you? She likes me. Uh, yeah, we're doing okay. I think. Good, <laughs> so, good. Yeah, I mean, uh, mine doesn't. So I didn't know if it was uh, this normal or. And for some reason, my soon-to-be wife is a school teacher. Also, that doesn't like you, but uh, she is a special education consultant. So, which it's, probably it's which are the best, yeah, which would explain w- her patience for you. Yeah, which explains how she can deal with me and and how I am because it's a mess. <laughs> Here is a mess, Sean. How yeah. about that that uh, Jigalov kid, J- Jigalov kid? Man, I am glad you asked me about him because I just literally talked to him at seven o'clock Eastern tonight. Um, and uh, spent about a half an hour. And, I mean, I am just so impressed with that kid. He's 14, but he sounds like he's 24. I know. We've had him on We've had him on twice. The kid is like 10 times the professional that most professional motocrossers will pick a, di- pick a discipline. When we have him on, he is absolutely on the gas. He's like drinking coffee uh, when he's he, on the and radio. He, and he's so well-versed. Just- yeah, he was fantastic. I mean, we did a Q&A, and... It was great, you know, to talk to him about, you know, he literally had to obviously wait till he turned 14, which I think was on the 28th of June. So he'll be at uh, Utah for his first round in Junior Cup. And, you know, the moment he turned, almost the moment he turned old enough to race in our series, um, he'll be doing it, which is essentially what, you know, Garrett Gerloff did back back when he... Uh, and Jake know, Lewis. And Jake there's, Lewis, a, there's yep. a number of guys who were hanging. I met Jake Lewis on his 14th birthday at a sport bike track time event because by the same, for the same reasons, for liability reasons, sorry, you can't be on the track uh, at anything other than a Wera race. Uh, and and right. he, the kid absolutely... Damien Spanks of both of those guys. Like, he is on the gas right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him, and we kind of talked about what he was doing in CIV, you know, that bike versus the R3 that he's going to be riding, which is essentially the R3 that he's been racing in, in Weiris. So, um, and dominating about- with, just dominating. He won five races at Barber. The kid's on fire. Yeah, he's, a, he's an amazing kid. I mean, it's an incredible 14. We kind of talked about Jake Lewis a little bit, too, because, you know, Jake is, is so tall now, and I was kind of curious. Damien, Damien says... He's about, I think he said maybe 5'5", five, five, but he thinks he's going to be about 5'10", which he, he's hoping, you know, that's about when he stops growing. But, uh, 
you know, we were discussing the fact that some of these young kids coming up, they just keep growing and growing. And they, keep, they can't fit these bikes sometimes, you know. It's amazing with them, but uh, it's good stuff. Hey, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about real quick is, you know, we had a great, great uh, weekend at Laguna Seca with the World Superbike, and our lap times were very, very comparable to what they were doing. You know, of course, they were on Pirelli's. And uh, we were on Dunlops, but it was kind of cool with Josh Heron racing on both sets of tires. And it was, you know, on essentially the same bike. It was kind of cool to see that comparison. And, and uh, we compared pretty favorably to them. So that was nice to see. Absolutely. It was... Uh... It was impressive. Qualifying, uh, they seem to have a little better times. I watched exactly what you were watching in qualifying. It seemed like the World Superbikes had a little bit of an edge. I think they maybe have a little bit of performance advantage, if not the tires. But in the race, in the, race uh, the lap times were very similar. Uh, it would seem, you know, one, one or the other could have raced with uh, the other. Yeah, it was nice to see, and it was, it was cool. You know, of course... One of the things Josh Heron said is he, you know, comparing the two, he actually preferred the Dunlops, but that would make sense. I mean, he hasn't had much time on Pirelli, so it's it's kind of unfair uh, comparison there since he knows Dunlop so well. But it was it was cool to be able to see that, you know, and, and see how that went. So, and this year we're we're actually breaking. I say we. I mean, the riders are actually breaking track records now that they haven't been broken for a while so you know that new larger rear tire in superbike is is really um good for a lot of the riders they're doing real well with it and it uh a number of the track records that have fallen now that you've brought it up belong to one mr ben spees back in the year of like eight uh so to see some of those records still standing is just adds even more uh validity to how incredible uh that racer was when he was around because I just can't believe when when you see a ten year old lap record, you're like, God! They every year the bikes get better, the tires Isn't generally speaking get better, and Ben Spees is still holding some records. Yep, it is incredible that it could be that way after ten years. So yeah, um, not really sure. I don't really understand a lot about why that is, but. Conditions, um, I think. Up. I think conditions play into it somewhat. Uh, you know. Yeah. You know, it's riders would say the same, but it might have also been who he was racing against. <laughs> the guy had to. Yeah. He had to go. Ben Spees is such it, a bad it, dude, though. I mean, you can't. No, that's what we're saying. I mean, some of his lap records that are are, are falling this year, Tony, they've been around since oh eight. I, I get it's that. Insane. That's, I'm just saying, like, maybe it's because he was that good. Yeah. That uh, you know, I mean, it's, I I wouldn't want to discount anything with Ben Spees. No, it's it it adds validity, is what I'm saying. He's kind of grouchy when he left. <laughs> other than that, it was <laughs> well, he was learning from the master of grouch. Quite literally, he was in the garage with him for a lot of years there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, and I don't know if the fuel fuel was a little bit different back then too. Some of the concoctions that they had back then, man, that stuff you could smell it. In the oh, back. and the motors. There's there's the what we haven't said. The motors were legit, insane, fire breathing animals. I would think that on raw horsepower were there now, but yeah, they had custom everything. They were exactly. They were very unleashed animals. Absolutely, yeah for sure but but anyway it's cool to see it and i mean it's nice you know our our rules are pretty closely aligned now with world superbike and it was kind of nice to see that you know we're kind of getting there close to being pretty much on par with them and um you know one of the things that's kind of funny josh hayes used to talk about the fact that you know if you rode on dunlop tires across 
a track that had Pirelli rubber on it, it would be a little tricky. Now, I've never heard any other rider talk about uh, another brand's rubber on the track and how it's not compatible with 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 the brand you're on. It, have you guys ever heard anything like that before? No. That's all the time we have tonight for Pit Pass Bono Racing Weekly. We want to thank all of our guests, Jacob Hayes, Jace Owens, Garrett Marchbanks, Russell Bobbitt, Justin Bogle, and Sean Bryce. For Scott Casper, Ed Camp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, P.J. Duran, and our contributors Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson, and for my wife Leanne, I'm Jack DeLeon. We'll see you next week right here on Pit Pass Radio. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.